Hear the word of God from the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 18 through 23, located on pages 785 in the Pew Bible. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets and called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good word of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, greetings, everybody. The Lord be with you. And it's my very great joy to extend special greetings to Jim and Martha Harnish, who are with us today. What a joy to have you in worship. Uh, Jim, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here. That's the bottom line. (laughs) And I must say that following you as the senior pastor of this church has been an immense privilege. And I want to thank you for your support and encouragement and your words of counsel and wisdom to me on those occasions when I've needed them. And you are and remain a cherished friend. Wonderful to see you. Let's give Jim and Marsha a hand. And now would you join with me in prayer. And now, O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So, after one of the most amazing ministry adventures of my entire life, it's now time for me to say, Goodbye. Goodbye to this beautiful city. Goodbye to this amazing church. Goodbye to all of you wonderful people here at Hyde Park who have welcomed Lee and I with such open arms and hearts. You really have enriched our lives in ways that are beyond words. And so saying goodbye today is going to be really, really hard. In fact, over the past few days, any number of people have told me that they don't really like saying goodbye. And I think I understand what they mean. There's something painful in the inevitable separation that follows many goodbyes. And so it's understandable that some prefer to avoid saying the word at all. Although that's not always the case. I remember as a child standing with my sisters and parents at the bottom of our driveway as we watched with considerable relief 
as an insufferable visitor finally drove away. (laughs) This had been the house guest from hell who had long overstayed his welcome and had tested the grace of hospitality of our home to the very limit. As his car drove down the street, we all breathed a collective sigh of relief. And then my father somewhat poetically said, I love the lights of London. I love the lights of Las Vegas. I love the lights of New York. But the lights that I love most of all are tail lights. <laughs> By a quick show of hands, and remember you are in church. By a quick show of hands, who has ever felt the same way at the end of a Thanksgiving weekend? Well, for those who put their hands up, well done for being honest in church. For those who didn't, you do realize, don't you, that it's probably your taillights that are most loved (laughs) in your family. Some goodbyes come not a moment too soon. Like the young, overzealous, and somewhat self-righteous student minister who preached a particularly fiery and robust sermon on the very last Sunday of his summer assignment in a small rural church. It went on and on. After the service, a little old lady shook his hand and graciously said to him, My goodness, we sure are going to miss you. We knew nothing about sin until you arrived. (laughs) But for the most part, many goodbyes are difficult and painful indeed. Especially when they mark the end of a happy season or a change to the familiar and what has been known or a lengthy separation, or maybe even a permanent departure. And yet, if we think about it, goodbyes, even the painful and difficult ones, are an indispensable part of life and of growing up. The unborn child must say goodbye to the comfort and security of the womb in order to enter the grand adventure that is life. A baby must say goodbye to the breast and the bottle and the pacifier in the crib as a necessary part of healthy development. And so it continues, a seemingly endless series of goodbyes through school and college as children grow and mature into the unique and independent young people that they've been created to be. Indeed, one of our key tasks as parents is to help our children navigate these necessary goodbyes, each one like a graduation of sorts that can free them to find their path in the world. As Khalil Gibran puts it in his description of parents, you are the bows from which your children as living arrows are sent forth into the world. 
as dads, on this Father's Day, we could do a lot worse than to acknowledge and embrace this role that is ours. And yes, to make peace with the fact that along with all these goodbyes, as they say, money talks, and to us, it's saying goodbye to. Maybe that's just part of the deal. And so for those of you who don't like saying goodbye, I'd really encourage you to think about this word in a new way. Did you know that it comes from an old English word that literally means God be with you? Goodbye. God be with ye. We hear echoes of this in the goodbyes of other languages. In French, they say, adieu to God. In Spanish, it's adios to God. The Italians just say, ciao. <laughs> but if goodbye means God be with ye, then when we say it, it can truly be a benediction, a good word, a word of blessing spoken over the lives of others, a simple word that calls us to a way of letting people go as we release them with trust into the hands of Almighty God. What a beautiful and hopeful way to take leave from someone, to, to, to depart from someone, to let the very act of parting be a blessing, a benediction, a trusting relinquishment of our lives and theirs, of our future and theirs, to God. Of course, many of the goodbyes we say in our day-to-day -day lives are short-lived, as we often see family and friends again very soon, but still the principle remains and as we become more practiced in releasing one another to God in trusting surrender, then when the more permanent goodbyes come along, including the painful goodbye of death, we are better able to recognize and trust the grace that even those goodbyes can bring. And so let me share a story that's very close to my heart that touches this truth in a special way. It's about my son, Jake, which feels appropriate to share on this Father's Day. Some of you met him when he was visiting here in January, and so you'll know what a champion he is. He's nine years old, or as he likes to put it, nearly ten. <laughs> Jake is an adopted child. I first met him when he was just ten months old. But already he had experienced more painful and premature goodbyes than a baby his age is ever meant to know. There was the goodbye from his birth mother when he was just one day old. When he was wrapped in a sheet and left on the doorstep of a house in the township of Umlazi outside of Durban. There was the goodbye from the kind neighbor next door who took him in and cared for him for about three months until she could no longer afford to do so. There was the goodbye from the state orphanage in Umlazi where he lived for a further three months 
as just one baby in a sea of many. Before he was moved to a much smaller and better facility, a foster care and adoption ministry called Itembeletu. Itembeletu means I have a destiny. And that's where I first met him. A group of young people from our church was visiting Itembeletu as part of a pilgrimage of pain and hope. I was standing outside talking to the director of this ministry who was describing the process of finding adoptive parents for these orphaned children. It was the 4th of July, 2006. And appropriately enough, on that Independence Day here, a young American Methodist who was serving at our church as a Duke intern at the time. She walked up to me and asked if I'd like to hold this baby that she was carrying, which I did. The director continued talking about the adoption process, but I started zoning out from what she was saying and became transfixed by this little baby in my arms, a child in need of a home, in need of a place, where he would never have to hear a premature goodbye ever again. And then the most miraculous thing happened, which put an end to any doubt that this was indeed a beautiful conspiracy of the Spirit at work. This little 10-month-old baby looked me straight in the eye, and as clearly as I'm speaking to you now, He said to me, Daddy. You know, last week I spoke about Sawabona, I see you. Well, that was a Sawabona moment, the like of which I had never experienced before and one that changed both our lives. Because from that moment on, Jake crept into all of our hearts and lives. Three weeks later, there was one final goodbye from Itembeletu as he moved in with us permanently. And five months later, the adoption was finalized. Praise God. Now, as heartbreaking as each of those premature goodbyes may well have been, Could it be that each one was, in fact, a benediction, a good word saying to him, God be with ye? I like to think so. Well, the years passed and the time came for him to go to big school to start grade one. Here's a picture of him as a six-year-old, all excited before his very first day of big school. But I was quite frankly a little nervous as to how it was all going to work out. And sure enough, when we got to the classroom and the actual moment came to say goodbye and to let go, there was big drama. It started with some muffled sobs and sniffles but soon escalated into hysterical shrieking and shaking and wailing. Eventually, the teacher came up to me and said, 
Mr. Scoltz, please pull yourself together. <laughs> You're upsetting the children. <laughs> Jake, of course, was absolutely fine. <laughs> and so it continued. Every day, when I dropped him off at school, The last thing he'd always say to me was, Bye, Dad. And he'd be off to face the thrills and spills of another day in grade one. And while he wasn't consciously aware of the meaning of the word, I recognized each day in that confident and trusting and grace-filled departure the presence and grace of God as I always answered back with great love and pride. Goodbye, my boy. Now, friends, I must tell you that the sermon has wandered quite far from where I originally thought it would go. In fact, I've pretty much said goodbye to what I had initially planned. <laughs> but hey, what are you going to do about it? But let me say at least this of what had originally been thought. I originally entitled the sermon Hambani Gachle, which is how you say goodbye in Isizulu. The phrase literally means walk well. What I love about it is that as a way to say goodbye, as a way to entrust others to God, it recognizes that there's a path that we each must continue to follow. My leaving doesn't mean that your life stops. Your leaving doesn't mean that my life stops. Yes, our paths may well be parting, but we each need to continue walking the path that is ours, and we need to continue walking it well. Hambani gachle, walk well. And that's my hope and my prayer for y'all, <laughs> that you would continue walking well. That you would continue walking well into the exciting and hopeful future that surely awaits you as this church, as one church with two campuses, that you would continue walking well as you take seriously the call of Christ to follow the disciples' path, that you would continue to walk well as you hold forth the word of life for the city and for this world, as you bear faithful witness to the God of grace and life, who surely walks with you. And so as I say to you, Hambani Gachle, walk well, I have every confidence that this will be so. Because I have seen and experienced for myself some of those 
that God has blessed this church with, who will continue to lead and guide you as you seek to walk well. And so I want to place on public records today my deepest appreciation and gratitude for the incredible gift of the staff and leadership of this church. To my clergy colleagues, the Reverends Danny Bennett, Debbie Casanzio, Justin LaRosa, Sally Campbell-Evans, and Vicki Walker, working with you has been a profound privilege and the greatest joy. And I thank God for this privilege. I thank God for this grace and for each one of you. And then to Lynn Osborne and to all of the staff, too numerous to mention by name, who have amazed me with their incredible dedication and passion and commitment to excellence. Thank you for the ways in which you have helped to make my task here so much easier. And then to all the lay leaders of this church who anchor this church and truly enable its work and witness to prosper, thank you. I must make special mention to our chair of staff, Parish Glenn Simpson, and to the lay leaders with whom I've served, Jessica Alley, Jim Lake, Cindy Totten. Your constant support and encouragement has made all the difference. And then I must mention in this service this amazing choir. Oh, my word. Thank you for the ways in which you have enriched our worship Sunday by Sunday with such incredible beauty and grace. It's been one of the absolute highlights of my time here. And I'm going to miss you guys especially. Keep on walking well as you sing and make music to the praise and glory of God. And then to your new senior pastor, the amazing Reverend McGray de Vega, whom I've come to know and admire and respect and love. Even in the brief time that we've made our acquaintance, he's a gifted and gracious friend and brother in Christ who I know will lead this church in creative and life-giving ways. McGray, if you're watching this message, this greeting are for you. For you, this greeting are. <laughs> He'll understand. <laughs> and so, friends, all of this, all of this is reason enough for confidence that you will, in, that you will indeed continue to walk well. But there's more. The key to it all. His name, of course, is Jesus, who long ago walked by the Sea of Galilee and called ordinary people to walk with him as his disciples. It's the Jesus who continues to walk amongst us still and continues to sound that same call. May you hear him and with trusting obedience, follow the discipleship pathway to which he beckons you. And as you do so, be assured that it is to Christ indeed that you are entrusted. 
as I say to you with all of the love of my heart, goodbye. And it's through Christ that I can say to you with fervent and joyful hope, Hambani gachle, walk well to the glory of the living God. Amen.